Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home on 101.5 Word FM. And now here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Another edition, indeed. It'll be the Tuesday edition. Kath, good to see you. I see that, Kath, you are uh, continuing on your Steelers celebration by wearing, yet again, a Steelers jersey. When you slay the dragon, the people rejoice. Yes. May the dragon just got old. Just tired. Do you know how angry that makes me? What? <laughs> Whoa. Here we go. Hey, it's uh, 4.05 and already she's a little upset. What? What? Why does that make you angry? The Steelers beat the Patriots. Yeah. In a hard-won battle. Mm. A hard-fought battle. <laughs> yes. And the only thing I hear people say is it's probably because the Patriots got old. Well, this, I think there's that some truth to that. That is ridiculous. There's truth to that, Cass. When the Patriots were beating... Everyone. Whoever it was this year, and they beat a lot of people, inexplicably losing to the Detroit Lions. Mm. I can't figure that out. But anyway... Was anyone saying that Tom Brady looked old? Maybe. No, they weren't. I think they may have. They weren't. Look, he, the fact of the matter is, he has gotten older. No, this is what it is. He's lost a step People or two. People just can't be happy in something. They can't just what? have a Wait. great win like that and just say, wow, Wait. what a great team win. No. What a great coalescing no. of offensive firepower and defensive steadfastness and we just can sit in that for seven days and be happy i don't know i still think they're old i'm just saying okay you gotta call it like you see it i see it that's an old guy so it can't be anything it can't be anything about the steelers playing a good game and finally winning no i'm glad they won they finally did win but they're the only reason they won is because tom brady all of a sudden sunday got old not the only reason they won but all of a sudden sunday he's old one of the primary reasons they won is that tom's lost a step or two that is so laughable and uh, and you know what you're you're saying everything that espn's saying oh really i'm about ready i'm not watching set fire to my television i can't stand it anymore just change the channel good grief how about a team beating another team because they were just better could be could be that's what it was maybe they were just old too because you know ben's not getting any younger either so it's two old quarterbacks going up against each other well look at which one won yeah the one who was maybe a little younger. O-N-E-W-O-N, if you're mm-hmm. wondering why I said one twice. I mean, Brady, what, is Brady, what, is Brady 40? Yes. Okay. Been 36. I mean, look, look what happens when you turn 40. Been there, done that. What, but it wasn't a problem last week? Or the week, I shouldn't say last week, because they lost last week to Miami. But maybe what, it got, wasn't a problem two weeks ago? Tom's 41. Oh, he's 41. Maybe he got beat up last right? week. Maybe he got beat up last week and a little slow to recover because you know as you get older it's slower to, to rebound. So he was just carrying his. So he he was old. He wasn't old two weeks ago, but no, he, no. he 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 just got tired. He was just carrying his aches and aches and pains ben, with him further. That's all. Mm-hmm. Ben's thirty six. Mm-hmm. Thirty six and forty one. Yeah. So Tom's been around the block once or twice more. And so all of a sudden it showed up the day before yesterday. It looked like it did, didn't I, it? Thank goodness. I don't think it did. I think it did. looked like a better team that beat him. I'm not saying that they weren't a better team. I'm just saying Tom's a little older, and that may have played something into it. That's all. Well, look at that. You know, that's funny. You know, hey, hey, face is extremely red. Boy, is it ever. Holy I wish smokes. we were live streaming this I right really, now. I opened a can of worms there, and I didn't mean On to. Facebook. I just was you know, making conversation. I listened to two different ESPN programs mm. where I heard the same thing Did yesterday, and I thought to myself, really? Huh. Really, these are people that are supposed to know the sport. That all of a sudden Tom Brady got old Sunday. Oh, you got to come on, Kevin. come on! You gotta have, there's got to be something to that. 
You what, that he, got, that he got old all of a sudden? No, that he no, got old, period. it's ridiculous. I mean, look, he get, it's hard to play a season in the NFL, whether you're 26 or 41. So why wasn't anyone saying that about him four weeks ago? Nobody was saying that about him four weeks ago. Because, but all of a sudden, when the Steelers finally beat him, this is the nail in his coffin. He's old. The Steelers aren't really very good. It's all over. No, because a month makes a difference because you get worn down, worn down, worn down, worn down, worn down, worn down. All of a sudden. I I have to say that I'm totally 100% agreeing with Kathy on this one. Thank you. you, New Mike. Can you play some celebratory music, please? please? You know why? Because the right has won out. What the heck? Thank you. Thank you very much. I'm just saying. I mean, you know, everybody gets old, everybody slows down a little bit. That's all I'm saying. All of a sudden, one day it just happens instantly. No, it doesn't happen. All oh, people are calling now. Oh, yeah. oh, no. you made people mad. Now we're oh, getting the AIDS discrimination. Yeah, they it are might calling. be Ben. Oh, I want to talk to these ben. people. Oh, please. Is it Ben? You want to talk to them? I want to talk to Ben. Why? What have we opened up here? This is not a sports show. This, we, we, we do delve into sports. It is a show. It is right now. What the heck? Look at you two. <laughs> I hope it's Ben. No, it's not Ben. Maybe How it's Ben's know? mom. Could be Ben's mom. I don't care if it's Ben's mom or dad, siblings, his dog. Maybe it's Ben's doctor. Maybe it's Tom Brady's orthopedic surgeon. Could be. I don't know. Has he even had an orthopedic surgeon? I'm sure he does. He's got you everything know, else. What, why would he need an orthopedic surgeon? He has the perfect diet. Mm, well, you know. That it, you have to be a multimillionaire to afford and a know, private chef. Look, your bones ache a little bit as you get older. Do all they not? All of a sudden, one day. Not all of a sudden. No. Well, it seems that way, doesn't it? <laughs> no, it doesn't it does. seem that way. It does. Someday it doesn't you wake seem up that and you go, what the heck happened to me? No. Somebody like overnight beaten with a baseball That's bat. A- <laughs> I'm just speaking to myself. Are you? Yeah. What okay, happened? I thought we were talking about the Steelers. Was that somebody old who just kind of like hung up? I hung up on him by accident. <laughs> I just thought, all right, I'm going to put you on hold. I'm going to have you on air. Oh, that's great. Oh, call job. back, Mark. Mark, yeah. could you please call back? Is that Mark especially Madden? If, especially yeah. if you're defending me. I'd love to talk no, to Mark. No, oh, he no, is. No, no. Oh, jeez, Louise. It is Mark Madden? No, no. it's not Mark Madden. Oh, I, I think he's excited. defending you, Kat. Oh, that's good. all we need. Okay, Mark, please call back so we can hear your defense of Apparently me. Apparently Mark's old because he forgot the phone number. He can't call back. <laughs> just just what we're saying, that's all. Oh, there he oh, is. There he oh, jeez. Okay, let's pick him up. Okay, here we go. Hey, Mark, is this Mark? Yeah, this is Mark. Mark, I talk to us. I'll tell you what happened. I'll tell you what exactly. Our producer <laughs> hung up on you, Mark. You hey, had enough. Hey, I'm a Steeler fan, yeah. but Tom Brady's not getting old. Uh, the Patriots lost because we not only outplayed them, but they had more penalties than they've had all year long. That is true. Brady had three dropped passes mm-hmm. he's getting old. that were crucial, and one of those penalties that they had was on a big, long uh, play, and the penalty was really after the after the play. So, I mean, we were fortunate there, but we didn't win the game because Brady got old. We won the game because we outplayed him and they had more mistakes than we had. Thank you, Mark, for that clarification. All right. That's exactly right. Holy and smokes. you know what that Holy means? Thanks, that Mark. means that we, as fans of the team who won, yeah. can enjoy seven days of celebration without without say- tearing our own joy to pieces I'm by saying, saying that we really didn't do that good of a job. Holy it's just smokes. that their quarterback got old fast. Jeez, oh, man. I really hit a Thank raw you, nerve here. What the heck? You don't. Maybe. Are you having a problem with age? Is that the deal? Is that what's is that no? Happening? Seriously, I, I I mean it when I say I watched two different ESPN shows yeah. yesterday, which did said the same thing, and so I was all geared up. I didn't even know you were going to say this, but man, that was like lighting the match. I mean, I just walked into a beating. Listen, I, I, I was no talking idea. to my television yesterday, like trying to tell it what it was, and fortunately, I got to tell it to yeah, you. Your face, you know, and Sean Hall I feel much be on the better about it. Go so Steelers! Happy Wear your jersey proudly. Two days in a row. Two days in a row. I think I might wear one tomorrow. If I had one, if I had a jersey, I might wear it as well. But unfortunately, I don't. You never will. I don't. Why is that? I don't know. Don't need one. <laughs> I don't need a jersey. 
How can you not need a jersey? I just don't. I have no desire to own one. There you go. Today, John's wearing purple. Is that an honor of the Ravens? Like, I'm celebrating Advent. <laughs> okay. That's why I'm wearing purple. It's his Advent sweater. It is. Coming up next, why do we have Christmas trees? The history behind evergreens, ornaments, and holiday gift giving. Like if someone wanted to give you a Steeler jersey. Right. Mm-hmm. Unless they were so old, they forgot. <laughs> Stick around. It's the Ride Home with John and Kathy. 101.5 WORD. We hear a great deal today about being a witness for Christ, and that's all well and good, but we must remember that there are two kinds of witnesses, the faithful and the false. If your life isn't a living example of Him, then you're a false witness. If you're not sure which kind of witness you are, we hope that you'll join us this week on Through the Bible Radio as we continue Dr. McGee's study in Proverbs. Through the Bible, this evening at 9 p.m. on 101.5 WORD. The way you get your medicine prescriptions is now changing across America. GoGoMeds.com can deliver your medicine right to your door. Here's all you need to do. Your doctor gives you the prescription. You go online to gogomeds.com, put in your information, and make sure to include the promo code MIKE2018 to save $10 off your first prescription. Your meds are then delivered to your home, and you've saved money. It's that easy. No more waiting, no lines, no copay each month, and best of all, no wandering around the store aimlessly waiting for your prescription to be filled. GoGoMeds.com, the new way to get your medicine delivered right to your door. Remember that getting your prescription filled now means never having to go to a store again. GoGoMeds.com, GoGoMeds.com. Use the promo code MIKE2018 to save $10 off your first prescription. That's gogomeds.com, promo code MIKE2018. For most of us, it's hard to even look at. We've all seen images of a hungry child. She can barely move because that hunger has left her exhausted, lifeless. There's a name for this. It's severe acute malnutrition. Save the Children works in poor areas and cares for the child you're thinking of right now. But they can't do it without you. Your $60 gift to Save the Children can provide the emergency nutrition needed to bring a child back from the verge of death. We've just received the news that your gift to Save the Children will now be doubled. That's right. Thanks to a generous private donor, every life-saving dollar you give will double to change the lives of children. Please call Save the Children right now. 888-884-4836. 888-884-4836. That's 888-884-4836. You can give online at savechildrentoday.org. Us Christmas elves used to dread hearing people sing jingle bells because we knew it meant crunch time for us at the North Pole. Put on your big boy tights. That is until we heard about Fun for All Family Fun Park's holiday half-off sale. Purchase online or in park Monday, December 17th through Thursday, December 20th. Now you save a ton of money and we save a ton of time. I started collecting samurai swords. Okay. Learn more at funforall.com backslash half-off. Rockin' around the Christmas tree at the Christmas party hop. 
I think it's safe to say that all of us are timely. Our trees are up and decorated. New Mike uh, led the charge. Heck He's yeah. had his up since Easter was yeah, over. Pretty That's much right. so. I came in second. Kathy, you just I recently put third. yours up. Right. But and someone good. put it up for me. Oh, even better. Yeah, which I really appreciate. Did you hire like a Christmas consultant? No, I had three small Christmas elves oh. who were around the age of 16 do it for me. Very nice, very nice. Jennifer Woodruff Tate is with us. Jennifer is an adjunct professor of church history at Asbury Theological Seminary. She wrote a piece in Christianity Today and Christian History called Why Do We Have Christmas Trees? Hey, Jen, welcome back. How are you doing today? I'm doing well, and my tree is up. Oh, very hooray. Very good. It's been up for how long? Uh, three days. Okay, good. That's more than so enough time. Right, sure. Very nice. Is it a live tree or a fake tree? It's a fake tree. We All have right. allergies in this house. So. Oh, All right. That's course, right. It's really yeah. the best way. I mean, it's the most environmentally you know, friendly nope, way. Nope, I think nope, it's the nope, most nope, responsible nope, way. Nope, 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 Jennifer, you might know that you've waded into an argument between mm-hmm. the... Uh, yeah, I'm not going to get in this one. Yeah. <laughs> Thank no, you. That's very wise of you. Okay. So talk about why a Christmas tree is even a thing, Jennifer. Yeah. So the Christmas trees are sort of older and newer than we think. Um, they're older because even before Christianity... Um, the pagan Romans would decorate their houses with evergreens as at, at this time of the year when they celebrated the solstice. They're also newer because Christmas trees, as we know them now, with lights and ornaments and that sorts of sort of thing, um, really came in. Uh, the trees themselves came in around the time of Luther in terms of people having them in their houses and putting uh, things on them. Uh, is really a Victorian thing, uh, 1800. Mm. Well, really? that's much more recent than I would have expected. Yeah, it's it's sort of been a long evolution of what do you do with the tree. Um, early Christians, um, you know, early Christian leaders let their people continue to use um, branches to decorate their houses. But the tree thing itself, um, they started putting trees in uh, Christmas plays during the Middle Ages, and then Luther, who we know created a lot of Christmas traditions, such as you know, um, away at a manger and that sort of thing. So, you know, was one of the people that encouraged people to bring them into their house. But the whole picture of how we celebrate Christmas now in many ways comes from the 19th century in terms of right. trees, gifts, that sort of thing. Interesting. So so talk about the why the Victorians? I mean, ob- obviously they were very concerned with, you know, interior design, furniture design, uh, the way homes looked, you know, appearance was a big deal, um, especially... Uh, I shouldn't say especially only to those of the upper class, but is that is that where this whole idea of making our houses pretty at the holidays comes from? Kind of. Before the, before the Victorian era, um, I mean, certainly Christmas was celebrated in many ways, but some of those ways were sort of raucous. Uh, people, when you, the song about wassail and give us some piggy pudding, people would go around to people's houses. Sometimes they would consume adult beverages and then go out and carol and demand presents and refreshments. And uh, Victoria and her husband, Albert, and other um, you know, people, leaders and church leaders, thought that there should be more family-centered ways to celebrate Christmas. And so trees were one of those things. You know, a family could have a tree in the house, decorate it, you know, put presents around it. And this was something that was a much uh, more kid-friendly way to celebrate Christmas than getting drunk and going out and demanding figgy pudding. Yeah. I mean, when you think about it, it is kind of weird to bring a live tree right. into your, you know, into your house, right? And I even mean, weirder to bring a fake tree into your house if you think yeah, about right. it. <laughs> but then, what you know, the practice of putting candles on a live tree—how many houses burnt down because of candles right. burning the tree? Up? Well, because 
because yeah, that was the first thing on on live trees was uh, on the trees was candles. Um, sometimes they would have a set of shelves and put them beside the trees, but sometimes they would put them on the trees. And I have to believe that a ton of fires were started that way. Uh, originally, um, when they moved away from candles, Victoria and friends they hung presents on the tree, which also means those must have been really sturdy trees, right? Yeah, yeah. Or, or small re- presents, exactly. They, yeah, or really small presents. One, you know, one, one or the other. Right. Okay. So when we think about, you know, our current cultural moment, and I guess this, uh, as I often say, is the tyranny of the immediate, right? We seem, we, we tend to think, well, everyone's always had Christmas trees. They were always in homes and this is just, just what we did. Um, talk about even pre-Victorian era. Were trees the symbol of something? Was it the symbol of life at a time when, you know, everything was cold, dark and dead outside? Yeah, it, it was it, it, in the same way that we get symbolism of new of, of plants um, at Easter. Um, there's also this idea that that trees and because evergreens stick around when it's cold outside, that's how they, you know, sort of got to be put first in this. That they uh, that it was a that was a symbol of life, uh, a symbol of Christ breaking through um, in the dead of winter. There's even one legend that every tree miraculously, even if it was covered in ice bloomed. Uh, that was a legend from the Middle Ages. Um, but since evergreens are obviously always green, they were really associated with this idea of this life that would be found even in the dead of winter. And because they were already a pagan symbol, um, it was something that was that people were very open to, you know, saying, oh, you know, now I know what the real meaning is of this evergreen that I've been putting in my house and dedicating Zeus or, you know, Juno or whatever. Now I realize it's a symbol of, you know, the real living and true God. Um, <laughs> From Christian History Magazine, we're talking with Jennifer Tate about uh, Christmas trees and uh, the what the customs that we follow now and why. What are the customs, yeah. well, Jennifer? So let, let's talk about Christmas presents. Is it seems weird that we're giving presents to each other on the birth of Jesus? How did that even sort of coalesce? Yeah, it's really sort of interesting because we used to give presents both earlier and later. Um, obviously, the Magi gave gifts to Jesus on what the Church very early began to celebrate as Epiphany, around uh, January 6th. And that was the time when people gave uh, gave gifts. And I believe um, that in Eastern Christianity it is still uh, the time um, when many people give gifts. And then uh, St. Nicholas of Mira, who was a real person, um, became famous for giving gifts. He is the person behind our picture of Santa Claus. And his feast day was December 6th. Um, so people gave gifts on December 6th, and they gave gifts on January 6th, and pretty soon they started, they started giving gifts in the middle, and and the main gift-giving came together around Christmas Day, but that wasn't actually what people were doing at the beginning. Mm-hmm. So as we look at, you know... Uh either real gifts or just decorated boxes, you know, that people use in a, dec- in a decorative sense. Um, how do you, how have churches looked at those things being in the sanctuary? Um, it, it's, it's depended. Um, you know, it, it, at first, um, you know, like, like, many, you know, like many customs, people sometimes look at them and say, well, I don't know about that. Um, but it, for our English-speaking world, a lot of these customs, including um, including gifts of decor or, you know, being connected to trees, um, came from Germany, um, and many, they don't all date back to Luther, but he did, a, he was really into Christmas, and he did a lot of things connected with that, and so 
um, you know, the influence of Germans on American culture made that seem okay to people, you know, mm. because that was something that German immigrants were bringing with them as they came from. Have you read culture. anything in your research, Jennifer, about uh, Christians objecting because the tree is a pagan symbol? Yes, um, that that certainly does happen now. It doesn't happen in a lot of places, but where people object to trees and that sort of thing in the sanctuary, that is why. And in a sense, they're right, because that's how it started out. But personally, I feel that, you know, so many, you know, almost 2,000 years ago now, we said, well, actually, you know, this is a symbol of Christ. This is a symbol of the true and living God that we worship. And we've Christianized the symbol um, and, and and so it's not something I have a problem with, because it's something that we've used to represent okay. the new life brought in Christ for almost 2,000 years now. I see. So then this union of Christmas trees and Christmas presents really was embraced, as you said earlier, by a, a Victorian uh, community, right? And then it became something deeply American, and now it's spread around the world. That's fair to say, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I would, I would, I would say so. Um, the idea that you, you you put up the tree, you put the presents under it, you know, it, that's what people think of when they think Christmas. Um, but it's, but it's really, like I said earlier, newer than we think. Right. So, what about other traditions? Um, you know, we do some weird things, don't we? We always talk about food traditions. Kath is a Polish descent, and mm-hmm. she's always doing the pierogies at Christmas. Of course, Christmas the, Eve. Christmas Eve. Mm-hmm. Italians do the fishes. The seven fishes. Right. Um, Anything in your family, Jennifer, that uh, you would consider a foodie tradition? Yeah, well, I'm uh, by heritage, I'm German American, which is probably why I'm interested, really interested in Christmas trees. And uh, what I love are pepper so those little sh- cookies with the powdered sugar on them. Oh, I love those. Um, not just a sugar cookie, but the little round ones. Yeah, wait, wait, what are they called? Sefernusa. Sefernusa. Yeah, that's really what the, that's really what they were originally called in Germany. And to me, if I don't get those, it is not well. It is Christmas, but it's not quite Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> right. So there's a. I think there's a Swedish counterpart to that. Really? Which? Uh, yes, I don't know the name of it, but you're right. There is. Okay. But they're powdered sugar cookies. Yeah. I mean, you can put yeah. powdered sugar on anything. I'd yeah, but these it. are. Yeah. Is yours made with black pepper? Uh, no. Okay. I feel like the Swedish version is made with black pepper. Really? Yeah, yeah it's a very strange. Yeah, like, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not Swedish, so I don't have an in on that one. Yeah. I, I mean, I love Christmas cookies of all sorts. But, are, are they vanilla know, or I, lemon? I really want those at some point in the season. Yes, yes. Yeah, the, the one I'm thinking of, the Swedish cookie, is vanilla. Mm-hmm. I believe it has black pepper in it, and then it's rolled in powdered sugar. Is it half a moon? Like a little moon I think crust? it might be a half a moon. I've seen those. Yeah, yeah okay. I've seen those. I don't know what they're called. They're called good. Very, very good. Yeah, yeah that's, what that's what Christmas cookies are called yeah. in general. <laughs> okay. Yes. All right. Well, fabulous. Well, Jennifer, this is always fun when you join us. Yeah, I feel like you tell us things that we thought we knew and then realized we didn't know at all. Right. And we have to start at the very beginning. That's always the fun of history. Yes. Yeah. Hey, so talk to us for a second about Christian History Magazine. Yes, yeah, so we're about to publish our um, 129th issue, which nice. is really amazing. Uh, we come out four times a year, and it's always around a theme, either a person or a movement or an era. Uh, we just released one on George Mueller, who, speaking of Victorians, who was a, a famous 19th century uh, orphanage director um, and evangelist and just a fascinating person. Um, and then the one we're working on now is about people in the 20th century who wanted to look back to the early church to try to renew the church in the face of the problems we have today. Fascinating. Well, Jennifer, thanks enough a lot. Merry Christmas to you and yours. Yes, same here. Merry Christmas. From Christian History Magazine, Jennifer Tate, uh, the article is, Why Do We Have Christmas Trees? Everyone dancing now.
years past, most families had a local jeweler they could go to with confidence and trust. In these changing times, one store has managed to stay the same. LS Jewelers has been family-owned and operated for over 65 years. LS Jewelers in Robinson Town Center is a full-service jewelry store. We have the largest selection of laboratory-certified diamonds and engagement rings with both the finest quality and the best price. We also do custom design work as well as in-house repair. Don't trust your diamond purchase with just anyone. Come to LS Jewelers for the best price, service, quality, and selection. Obamacare, Trump Care, ACA, COBRA, there are so many choices, but I'll bring one word to mind. Expensive. There are lots of changes happening in healthcare today. Fortunately, I know someone that has been on the forefront of health insurance for years. Todd Marley at Marley Financial. Todd and his team of professionals are licensed with virtually every healthcare provider in the country. They help determine which plan is right for you and then expertly help you choose the best plan for your needs and do so prudently. Don't need maternity coverage? Call Marley Financial. Have pre-existing conditions? Call Marley Financial. Want just catastrophic or just accident? You know the answer. Worried about the penalty? Marley Financial plans are all penalty exempt. Because they know how to design the plans, most of their clients save 30 to 60%, which can add up to several thousand a year. Call Todd at Marley Financial, 724-884-1496. That's 724-884-1496 and on the web at MarleyFG.com. Long before online retailers started stuffing beds into boxes, the original mattress factory was shaking up the mattress industry. We raised the bar on quality with our hand-built American-made mattresses and sold them factory direct for a fraction of the cost of the mainstream brands. In an industry full of gimmicks and sketchy sales tactics, the original mattress factory has stayed true to what we've always been. Great beds, no bull. Stop by an original mattress factory store or visit originalmattress.com to see the OMF difference for yourself. Castle Toys and Games in Beaver Wexford Oakmont wishes you a warm and merry Christmas filled with imagination and delight that lasts long after the presents are opened. And may your new year be blessed with more time to play and laugh together with games and toys that bring everyone in your whole family around the table. Warmest wishes to you and yours from Castle Toys and Games, your local independent toy store serving area families since 2005 in Beaver Wexford Oakmont at castletoysandgames.com. Right now there are young people across the world facing a tough choice continue their dream of education or drop out to help their family put food on the table you can help change their future in a single moment see how far your support can go at unbound.org We'll see clear skies across the area tonight, below 24. Tomorrow, mostly sunny with a milder afternoon, high 45. Increasing clouds for tomorrow night, low 33. Then for Thursday, mostly cloudy but mild. Some rain will be developing late in the day or during the evening hours. The high for Thursday, right around 50 degrees. I'm Mackie Weather Meteorologist Danielle Niddle on 101.5 Word FM. I saw this on the, uh, on the wire today. This is weird. This is from the Daily Caller. Now, so you need to take this, I think, with a, a bit of a grain of salt because they're not primarily, you know, a religion uh, media source. However, they say this. <laughs> it's hard to say this. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait. But this, is a, this is a great gear up. Witches now outnumber Presbyterians in the United States. <laughs> now, this, now, the numbers what? are weird here. 
Self-identified practitioners of witchcraft in the United States outnumber Presbyterian Christians, thanks in part to millennials' embrace of New Age spirituality. Oh, my God. The declining congregation of this, U.S. Presbyterian so this is churches. Real? That's what they're saying, yeah. So uh, declining congregations as of 2017 falls below the rapidly growing numbers of people in the United States who practice some form of New Age spirituality, which includes, I don't even know what this is, neo-paganism, okay. Wicca, mm-hmm. Native American religions. Okay. Uh, why would they be lumped in with those? Uh, Eastern mysticism, according to data from the Pew Research Center and the PCUSA. New Age practitioners comprise 0.4% of the U.S. population in 2014, numbering up to 1.5 million people with a projection for continued growth, while active members in the PCUSA number approximately 1.4 million in 2017 with a projection continued decline. So, Wow. Well, that is humbling for that denomination. It is. And but it's disturb and telling it's it's a misnomer i mean they're saying that it number outnumbers presbyterians well the pcusa is one denomination of many presbyterian right there are a lot of different presbyterian denominations you've got your evangelical presbyterian denominations you've got your pca you've got your opc there's a lot of presbyterians but 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 let's just talk about the pcusa uh projection because that's not the only place I've seen the declining. The, I mean, the, the decline over the last twenty-five years is absolutely shocking, and it's you know projected to go down even further. I think that um, it's humbling. I grew up in a PCUSA church. Right. Um, I learned a tremendous amount. Was discipled in that denomination. Um, but I, you know, over the last decades, I do believe the denomination, in many ways, not in every way, but in many ways, has lost its way. It's. It's fair to say that the PCUSA generally has become a very liberal yeah. branch of the Presbyterian Church. Yeah, and I church. think it has become in large part a you believe what you want to believe and I'll believe what I want to believe. And then you kind of get to the point where if you're a member of it, you think, okay, wait. What so am I doing? if you believe what you want to believe and I want to believe what I want to believe, then what are we all gathering around here? Right. Which I mean, is... Either Jesus is who he said he is or Jesus isn't who he said he is. I don't think we can like think different things about whether Jesus is – the king or not. So if it becomes you believe what I believe and I believe what you, whatever, right, then we're a step away from Unitarian, uh, universalism. Yeah, it's very similar. Right? Right. If you don't yeah. like what you heard this week, come back come next week. It'll be all different. That's exactly it. I mean, you can't buy that, right? Yeah. So, I mean, it's a, it's a weird headline that witches now outnumber Presbyterians in the U.S. Right. So, but, but the truth is that, and tell me if I'm wrong, they're saying that witches now outnumber PCUSA Presbyterians. I would say, I, I think a fair headline would read, um, New Age Practice of, of Spiritualism. Of Eastern Spirituality. It now outnumbers PCUSA membership. Okay. I think that's fair to say. Right. According to Pew Research, which of course is, a very reputable place. Um, millennials. Millennials and yeah, millennials, spirit, Mike. spirituality. Boy, you guys are screwing everything up. Here's the deal. What, what do you think is appealing or attractive to people who would follow witchcraft? What, what is it that people go, oh, that sounds good. That's, that's what I want to be part of. I need that in my life. What's, what's the appeal to witchcraft? Well, it's not a new appeal to witchcraft. I mean, there have been occultists for ever since there was, but the, ever since the earth was around. But in I far mean, greater numbers, right? 
Well, I don't. I, well, I don't know if it's in far greater numbers now, but I know that there is an enemy. He's not pretend. He's real. Yeah, he definitely is real. And you, you choose who you worship. Why would you choose to worship evil? Well, the way of Jesus is a hard way. It's the way of the cross. It requires sacrifice, and it requires the giving up of your own desires for your life. But don't you think that, you know, again, I'm speaking in broad terms here, that generally, as God's creation, we are hardwired, the larger population, to worship. We're hardwired to worship. Yes. But you could worship Satan as easily as you could worship I Jesus. I, really, I, that's such a leap. I, I feel really, don't you, I grieve. Oh, of and, course. There's no other response. How can you How can you do that and think this is right and good and true mm-hmm. and to involve your family? We're going we're gonna right. to go and, you know, to a Wiccan church and that's right. good? But keep in mind, look at how many stories there are of Jesus healing people who were right. possessed Demon-possessed. even by a demon. So those you know, people who worship Satan or are involved in some Eastern spirituality, they're not beyond the reach of God. No, of course not. Not no, at all. No, no one is. Right? Thank God. Yes, indeed, indeed to that, yes. Okay, we'll take a break, come back. Uh, oh, hey, Bob Fu is with us next. Yeah, we're going to talk about Holy the increasing smokes. clampdown on Christian churches in China. Yes. Bob Fu from China Aid, um, he was one of those people who was victimized by the government years ago. Now he speaks to us from the United States. In poverty-stricken Ethiopia, children are suffering from severe acute malnutrition. They're starving and dying. But our ministry partners at Save the Children are there to help. Your $60 one-time gift can provide the ready-to-use therapy therapeutic food, the emergency nutrition and medication to bring a child back from the brink of death. Every little bit you can give will make a huge difference. Please call now. From your cell phone, dial pound 250 at the prompt, say the keyword, save the children. You can give online at wordfm.com, keyword, save the children. You're a good mom. You've tried every parenting tip in the book, but nothing seems to stick. Your child is smart, but just can't sit still and focus. Or maybe you know that something is just off. If your child just can't do things you think he should be able to, there is a reason. Brain Balance can help. For over 10 years, the Brain Balance program has helped kids just like yours. This customized program doesn't just mask your child's issues, but gets to the root of the problem. If your child is not making friends, is disruptive in school, or life just seems a lot harder than it needs to be, it's not that he's not trying. He just can't change what he can't control. The Brain Balance Program can help. If you feel your child falling further and further behind in school, don't wait. Call your local center today and find out how Brain Balance can build the strong foundation your child needs for a brighter future. Visit BrainBalance.com for the center nearest you. They say a picture is worth a thousand words, but there are some pictures that can just stop you in your tracks. Such is the work of photographer Howard J. Blickfeld. If you've walked through the gallery of Mount Lebanon, you've seen them. They're on display now through December 27th. Breathtaking landscapes of North America's national parks to powerful images of Pittsburgh's bridges and famous landmarks. Show-stopping pieces that not only capture our attention, but adorn the homes of notable preachers such as Franklin Graham, Rick Warren, and John MacArthur. At hjbpix.com, you can also see a special line of inspirationals that combine God's Word with God's World, with scripture-based messages featured right in the matic. Perfect for the Word FM listener looking for a special gift at an exclusive discount price just for mentioning this station. 
Howard Blickfelt of Blickfelt Photography. On display now at the Gallery of Mount Lebanon. Order direct at hjbpix.com. Hello, friends. The staff and pastors of Christ Church at Grove Farm are so excited for Advent and the Christmas story this year. But the story and our joy just won't be complete without you. So it is my pleasure to invite you to join us on December 24th when we will be celebrating the birth of our Lord Jesus with carols and candles at 4, 6, and 8 p.m. To get all the details on how you can join us in one of our services or online, including times and directions, please visit us at ccgf.org. On behalf of all of us here at Christ Church at Grove Farm, I pray you have a very Merry Christmas. Give your praise team a rich professional sound. Hear every word of the pastor's sermon in crystal clear audio. Communicate through sharp, vibrant HD video. Kinetics AV has designed some of the largest sound systems in the country. They also design audio-visual solutions for the most basic needs of the smallest rural church. From full system installation to repairs, consulting, and on-site training, this is how Kinetics is moving sound forward at KineticsAV.com. She just made me feel so comfortable, and I've been going to her ever since. After avoiding the dentist for years, an emergency led Pamela to Dr. Megan Stock. She made me feel very much at ease. She didn't make me feel shameful about the condition of my teeth, and she was just very easy to talk to. She not only found a dentist, she found a friend. I am confident that when I'm finished that I'm going to have a bright, beautiful smile, which I really wanted to have for a long time. Perry Highway in Wexford at StockFamilyDentistry.com. Happy holidays, one and all. Merry Christmas. Happy to have Bob Fu with us. We haven't talked to Bob in a while, and he's um, he's just a treasure for those of us who believe in Jesus and live in America and really long to pray well for people who are persecuted in other countries. Um, and Bob is one of the leading voices in the world for persecuted faith communities in China. Now, Bob was born and raised in mainland China, student leader during the Tiananmen Square demonstrations. Um, he graduated from school in Beijing. He worked for the Chinese Communist Party for a couple of years, also a house church leader in Beijing, until he and his wife, Heidi, were imprisoned themselves for two months for illegal evangelism back in 1996. So they fled to the U.S. as religious refugees, and they subsequently founded an organization we love called China Aid, which brings international attention to China's gross human rights violations. And they also strive to promote religious freedom and rule of law in China. Bob, we're so happy you're here. Welcome back. Thank you, Kathy, for having me again. Yes, Bob. So, Bob, um, Thank you, set the stage for us, please. Is it safe to say that for a long time, at least the last couple of decades, the Chinese government not necessarily embracing traditional historic Christianity as we would know it, but at least tolerating that in some way. But it's changed recently. Is that fair to say? That is very, very fair to say, Don. Uh, it is, um, you know, in the past two, three decades, um, under President uh, Jiang Zemin and Hu Jintao, um, there are, you know, still some uh, pockets of persecution, primarily targeting uh, some of the uh, underground independent uh, house churches. Mm-hmm. But under President Xi, uh, things dramatically uh, get worsened and deteriorating. Uh, I mean, it's really the worst since the end of the uh, Cultural Revolution by really? Chairman Mao. I mean, this year alone, we have seen at least over 100,000 100, 
Christians, um, Catholics were incarcerated, detained, arrested. Wow. And last week alone, we have seen in one church, you know, over 100 uh, believers and the leaders were arrested, and uh, over 60 of them are still uh, uh, under detention. Uh, and uh, 13 of them are criminally charged. And the senior pastor of that early run covenant church in South China were even, and his wife, uh, Pastor Wang Yi and his wife, were even charged with the, the so-called inciting the subversion of state power. Wow. Like a treason charge. So I've seen photographs and videos, Bob, of the Chinese authorities demanding that crosses be taken down from the larger churches. We've also seen videos of churches being bulldozed. What's happened with President Xi that he's made this new enemy that organized Christianity somehow must be eradicated from China? That's always a very good question. As you and I know, you know, in China, we actually have a famous saying among the Chinese church that one more Christian, one less criminal, one more church, one less prison. You know, the Christians are the really most peaceful, um, really loyal citizens. Uh, the uh, care about the poor, needy, and the vulnerable. The, of course, you know, love the Lord. But, you know, under President Xi Jinping, it seems uh, he clearly declared a war on Christianity. Of course, you know, not only persecution uh, against the Christian- Christians alone and the other religious minorities, including the Uyghur, the Kazakhs, uh, you know, uh, Muslim population, uh, and uh, Falun Gong, and uh, Catholics, and the uh, other religious minorities are being targeted as well. Um, but clearly, uh, Xi Jinping uh, has made um, Christianity in particular as a national security, security threat. And uh, I think the main reason is it shows uh, that he really is determined uh, to uh, take control of every sector of the society, and uh, anything, any organization, any individual that is seen independent of his uh, total control under his dictatorship would be seen and uh, perceived as a threat to his ruling. I see. So that is the only reason I think uh, we can explain. Of course, you we know as Christians, a spiritual warfare. Those uh, uh, who claimed our loyalty. Uh, utmost loyalty, ultimate loyalty is to Jesus Christ and our God certainly would be contradictory to the president or MPC who wants absolute uh, final loyalty. We're talking to Bob Fu. Bob's one of the leading voices in the world for persecuted faith communities in China. Bob was a house church leader when he lived in Beijing until he and his wife were both in prison for two months for illegal evangelism. And after that, Bob and Heidi fled here to our country uh, as religious refugees and subsequently founded China Aid, which brings international attention to China's gross human rights violations. Uh, can you talk about Pastor Yi, uh, Bob? We, it's amazing. We're on the other side of the world, and we were able to read his 2,000-word declaration against uh, China's attempts to restrict his ministry at uh, the Early mm-hmm. Rain Covenant Church. Can you talk about when you read his statement? 
Yes, I mean that is uh, uh, amazing. You know, uh, the incredible uh, statement of uh, both faith and also um, the kind of uh, the uh, standing. Uh, the you know the word view uh, toward uh, this re- uh, the policy and regime, um, uh, basically from his face. Um, so Pastor Wang Yi was a very close friend of mine. Um, I actually invited him uh, for his first trip to the United States in 2005, to Washington D.C. and uh, and uh, that um, conference. Uh, resulted with the first ever U.S. sitting president, George W. Bush, uh, meeting with him and two other uh, house church Christians and Christian lawyers in the White House. And after actually that conference, he returned to China and resigned uh, from his uh, uh, full-time legal uh, lecture job at uh, Chengdu University, where he stays and fulfilled uh, the calling to plant a church and to share the gospel. So his only really um, loyalty that uh, from the very start in 2008 was uh, to the Lord and Lord alone and to the gospel and the gospel alone. I think um, so the early covenant uh, church uh, was established later on, and has grown um, very fast. Um, you know, what distinguishes him, I mean, the Pastor Wang Yi, and with the other churches, even including uh, other uh, independent house churches, is, uh, you know, this church is not only seeking, you know, the, uh, what we call the soul saving, right, the salvation. Of course, that is the most important mission for him, that uh, within 10 years, his church you know, has grown to 500 members, uh, weekly attendance of 800 members in that city. But also he has the vision to build a, really a city on the hill. Wow. So he realized the church is not only just, uh, you know, one of the institutions on this earth, but also a shining city on the hill to um, transform at least, uh, you know, to to to... Uh, help the needy, the poor, and the vulnerable, and uh, even his church, I think he's the only church who uh, promotes the um, cause of uh, uh, protecting the dignity of life by firmly against the forced abortion and the forced sterilization that costs, you know, every uh, year millions of lives. Yes. So then, Bob, what happens then now with President Xi actively imprisoning Christians, tearing down churches, uh, so many thousands of people arrested, people now are not able to worship in public. I mean, does that drive people underground once again into these tiny, small church house networks? And in some ways, Christianity will still be in China, but certainly much more diminished, at least publicly, than it has been in the past. You're right, John. I think, uh, you know, what the presidency and the Chinese communist regime uh, would not understand uh, or have not learned the lesson from the history of the church is uh, the more persecution there is, the more believers always there will be. So by pressing and suppressing the church um, from worshiping um, publicly, it will not really diminish or reduce um, the growth of the church. 
uh, history has already revealed, at least, uh, you know, in the Chinese context, we have seen, you know, when Communist Party took power, um, only less than one million Christians in China after one half centuries of uh, Western missionaries' labor, was, uh, you know, some even many muttered. But, uh, you know, 60 years later, we have over 100 million Christians right now, according to a very conservative estimate. Wow. Um, yeah, I mean, so it's 100-fold growth. Um, so I sometimes said, well, you know, President Xi or Emperor Xi may become another instigator for the, uh, another wave of the largest church revival. Uh, you know, under his suppression. Um, so he will never understand this. Um, but look, as we just mentioned, you know, the Christians, you know, they are determined to share the gospel to the good news of Jesus Christ to anyone that they love and the, in the neighbor, the workplace, and the, the college. I mean, knowing that the, the risk is, uh, is, is high. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, even, you know, last week, uh, as you just mentioned, over uh, hundred of the members of Pastor Wang's uh, early covenant, uh, early Roman covenant church, were rounded up, and I start receiving reports from different police stations, like forty-seven um, seminary students uh, that um, belong to the church were uh, held in one so-called legal uh, education center, and uh, you know what that. These uh, 47 seminary students uh, even had a joint uh, negotiation with their interrogators, and uh, they were even allowed to have uh, like one hour, some uh, daily worship together in the prison. Wow. And they are thankful to the Lord. They said, well, we would not have this kind of uh, time, uh, intensive time, to share the gospel collectively with these many police and the interrogators in the past. Yeah, that's the paradoxical life of the it suffering really Christian. It really is. Look, people, it's time to hit our knees and pray for our brothers it and sisters in China. Is. Bob, thank you so much for being with us today and for giving us the latest. That's Bob thank Fu. You, Bob. Bob Fu from China Aid. We'll take a break and come back. Listen, please, China Aid, Bob Fu, mm-hmm. all of us, we owe a debt. Let's, like, as Cass said, get on our knees, pray for China. Forevermark Diamond Tribute Collection. For your courage, passion, determination, for your tenderness, spirit, and the way you love. For all that you are, the Forevermark Tribute Collection. A diamond for each of your qualities. Forevermark. Beautiful, rare, responsibly sourced. Explore the Forevermark Tribute Collection at Trinity Jewelers Mount Nebo Road. Visit trinityjewelers.com. Obamacare, Trumpcare, ACA, COBRA. There are so many choices, but I'll bring one word to mind. Expensive. There are lots of changes happening in healthcare today. Fortunately, I know someone that has been on the forefront of health insurance for years. Todd Marley at Marley Financial. Todd and his team of professionals are licensed with virtually every healthcare provider in the country. They help determine which plan is right for you and then expertly help you choose the best plan for your needs and do so prudently. Don't need maternity coverage? Call Marley Financial. Have pre-existing conditions? Call Marley Financial. Want just catastrophic or just accident? 
you know the answer. Worried about the penalty? Marley Financial Plans are all penalty exempt. Because they know how to design the plans, most of their clients save 30 to 60%, which can add up to several thousand a year. Call Todd at Marley Financial, 724-884-1496. That's 724-884-1496 and on the web at MarleyFG.com. A disaster-ravaged town is rebuilt, one brick at a time. A youth's self-esteem is rebuilt, one triumph at a time. That was great, Jimmy. A substance abuser is restored to sobriety, one day at a time. And this holiday season, you can make it all happen, because the Salvation Army's Red Kettle works, one donation at a time. So give to the Salvation Army. Change comes from within. Long before online retailers started stuffing beds into boxes, the original Mattress Factory was shaking up the mattress industry. We raised the bar on quality with our hand-built, American-made mattresses and sold them factory direct for a fraction of the cost of the mainstream brands. In an industry full of gimmicks and sketchy sales tactics, the original Mattress Factory has stayed true to what we've always been. Great beds, no bull. Stop by an original Mattress Factory store or visit OriginalMattress.com to see the OMF difference for yourself. Train up children in the way they should go, and when they are old, they will not depart from it. Visit PittsburghChristianSchools.net to discover godly teachers and great classmates near you. That's PittsburghChristianSchools.net. PittsburghChristianSchools.net. I get this warm feeling every single time we have special needs patients in our office. Their needs are not that different from anybody else. Spending the time with that patient is very rewarding to me. Exceptional dentistry meets compassionate care at StockFamilyDentistry.com. An actual four-day work week? Hmm. It's an intriguing proposition. According to a new report from Reuters, a growing number of companies around the world are rethinking the old Monday through Friday grind. What, you might be saying? Uh, Are these lovey-dovey millennials so sensitive they can't even stand working five days for the week? Well, funny you should ask, because companies implement the three-day weekend so that they've actually seen jumps in productivity, Mm -hmm. decrease in burnout, and no surprise here, Big boosts in morale. I'm reading from an article in Relevant Magazine. An insurance company in New Zealand reported a sharp drop in stress and a leap in staff engagement after it went to a 32-hour work week earlier in the year. A software company in Germany reported a jump in the quality of their product. The government in Japan is actually encouraging companies to give their employees Monday mornings off. And the British Trade Union Congress is pushing for the entire company to implement the four-day work week by uh, 2100. It will reduce the stress of juggling working and family life, could improve uh, gender equality. Companies that have already tried to say, uh, have have already tried it, say it's better for productivity and staff well-being. Mm -hmm. The five-day work week apparently is only a century old, of course, the results of cotton mills in the U.S. who wanted to give Jewish workers a full Sabbath of rest. But studies show that the technological advancements of recent years have led to worker creep. I'm not talking Worker about creep. That. Yeah, I'm not talking I've, about I've that. I've worked with some creeps, I'll yeah. be honest with you. I'm not talking about that sweaty hand guy over there in the cubicle three. It's easy to work all the time when your office is in your pocket. We know that. Right. Because you always have the technology. You're always working. So people are getting burned out, said Dan Schweibel in the report. He is the director of executive development for future workplaces. So the U.S. apparently is ranked as the most overworked in the world 
He says that he thinks that America will be the last country to give us Monday mornings off because we are so tired of working anyway. I don't know. Yeah, I'm more tired now that you brought that up. Yeah, four-day works. Well, it's a 32 work week, then you're losing those eight hours of pay. Sharing the word that changes the world. 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh, a service of Salem Media Group. With SRN News, I'm Keith Peters in Washington. A federal judge has delayed former National Security Advisor Mike Flynn's sentencing after a hearing. Inside a Washington courtroom, Judge Emmett Sullivan had asked repeatedly if Flynn wanted to delay his sentencing, which Flynn refused. Prosecutors had recommended he not be given any prison time based on his cooperation with the special counsel's probe. But Sullivan told Flynn it was a very serious crime and that he arguably sold out the country, warning Flynn if he was sentenced today, he might not get all the credit for cooperating to which he's entitled. After a recess, Flynn's lawyers asked to postpone sentencing. Sullivan set a status conference for March. Sagar Magani at the White House. On Wall Street, the Dow by 83 points. The Nasdaq rose 30. The S&P advanced a fraction. Oil down to 46.12 a barrel. This is SRN News. You're a good mom. You've tried every parenting tip in the book, but nothing seems to stick. Your child is smart, but just can't sit still and focus. Or maybe you know that something is just off. If your child just can't do things you think he should be able to, there is a reason. Brain Balance can help. For over 10 years, the Brain Balance program has helped kids just like yours. This customized program doesn't just mask your child's issues, but gets to the root of the problem. If your child is not making friends, is disruptive in school, or life just seems a lot harder than it needs to be, it's not that he's not trying. He just can't change what he can't control. The Brain Balance Program can help. If you feel your child falling further and further behind in school, don't wait. Call your local center today and find out how Brain Balance can build the strong foundation your child needs for a brighter future. Visit BrainBalance.com for the center nearest you. It's the most wonderful time of the year. And with my pillow, you can enjoy the most wonderful sleep of your life. Hey, this is John Hall, and I've been enjoying a great night's sleep for years thanks to my pillow. And believe it or not, it's still in as good a shape as it was when I took it out of the box. That's because Mike Lindell, creator of MyPillow, made it machine washable and dryable, and his patented interlocking fill guarantees it will never lose its shape. If you've never tried MyPillow, now's the perfect time with Mike's holiday four-pack special. Just call 1-800-961-9207. Mention promo code WORD and get two MyPillows plus two go-anywhere pillows for one low price. Exclusive for this offer, you'll get free holiday shipping, and they're even extending their money-back guarantee on the four-pack through March 1st of 2019. Plus, it comes with a 10-year warranty. Mention promo code WORD when you call 1-800-961-9207 or enter it when you visit MyPillow.com today. Hello, friends. The staff and pastors of Christ Church at Grove Farm are so excited for Advent and the Christmas story this year. But the story and our joy just won't be complete without you. So it is my pleasure to invite you to join us on December 24th when we will be celebrating the birth of our Lord Jesus with carols and candles at 4, 6, and 8 p.m. To get all the details on how you can join us in one of our services or online, including times and directions, please visit us at ccgf.org. On behalf of all of us here at Christ Church at Grove Farm, I pray you have a very Merry Christmas. They say a picture's worth a thousand words. 
But there are some pictures that can just stop you in your tracks, such as the work of photographer Howard J. Blickfeld. If you've walked through the gallery of Mount Lebanon, you've seen them. They're on display now through December 27th. Breathtaking landscapes of North America's national parks to powerful images of Pittsburgh's bridges and famous landmarks. Show-stopping pieces that not only capture our attention, but adorn the homes of notable preachers such as Franklin Graham, Rick Warren, and John MacArthur. At hjbpix.com, you can also see a special line of inspirationals that combine God's Word with God's World, with scripture-based messages featured right in the matic. Perfect for the Word FM listener looking for a special gift at an exclusive discount price just for mentioning this station. Howard Blickfelt of Blickfelt Photography. On display now at the Gallery of Mount Lebanon. Order direct at hjbpix.com. We'll see clear skies across the area tonight, below 24. Tomorrow, mostly sunny with a milder afternoon, high 45. Increasing clouds for tomorrow night, low 33. Then for Thursday, mostly cloudy but mild. Some rain will be developing late in the day or during the evening hours. The high for Thursday, right around 50 degrees. I'm Mackie Weather Meteorologist Danielle Niddle on 101.5 Word FM. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home on 101.5 Word FM. And now here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Welcome in. Kathy Emmons with John Hall and New Mike, welcoming you to the Tuesday edition of The Ride Home. Happy to be looking forward to uh, talking to best-selling author Russell Moore in just a couple minutes on his absolutely terrific book on family. But, you know, as I was reading through the book, the book today, I came across this portion of the book where he talks about a friend of his, and his friend told him, I knew having a family would be humbling. I didn't know it'd be humiliating. Yeah, right? there's a lot of that, isn't, isn't it? That, isn't that the truth? Or is it ever? Okay, so I, th- I thought about having little kids. So I, I have two daughters, and one is 20 and one is 16 right now. But when they were little, you know how things are dicey with little kids, right? And especially, you know, I was a stay-at-home mom, and you're you know, trying so hard to, like, be spiritually strong and mold them and shape them. Well, really, you're just trying to survive the day. I mean, who day. are we kidding, right? So, but we went through this really weird stage uh, in my daughter's development when uh, my older daughter was five and my younger daughter was about two and a half. And I don't know where this came from, but it's the first thing that popped in my mind when I saw that humiliating quote. And that is that. We- we would be out in public. She only did it in public. Okay, so this happened at the meat counter at Giant Eagle. Okay, and if you're listening and you're not from Pittsburgh, Giant Eagle is our local grocery store chain, right? So we were at the meat counter at Giant Eagle, and the the butcher came up and said, "Can I help you?" And my two year old said to me, "Mommy, is that my daddy?" <laughs> okay. Oh, that's not good. All right. So of course. That's the butcher. <laughs> Instantly, I was appalled. The poor butcher wanted to like collapse into the floor. I, I, I was like speechless. I was like, "What?" Anyway, this happened all over the place with multiple men. With multiple men. Oh, I was at Eaton Park one time, and again, if you're not from Pittsburgh, it's this you know mid-level restaurant chain, and there was like a 16-year-old kid who was clearing the tables next to us. And sure enough, Katie Rose said, Mommy, is that my daddy? No. 
Uh, no, he's not. At which point I felt prompted to like explain. No, no, no. Like I'm married and like she has a father and like they're connected. We all lived like. But she's just a little kid. Right, but the fact that you're explaining it makes it sound like that's not really what's happening. And of course. It, it sounds like you're lying, but you're real. Anyway, it's just one of those moments you think, how did I ever get here? Yes. But when you think about your life as a parent or as a child, there are so many instances when you think, how did I get here? Yes. How did I end up in this space? And thank God, if you're a believer, you're here with Jesus. Russell Moore is with us. Russell is the president of the Ethics and Religious Liberty Commission of the Southern Baptist Convention, the nation's largest Protestant denomination. He's the author of several books. His newest book is an excellent book called The Storm-Tossed Family, How the Cross Reshapes the Home. Russell, welcome to the show. How are you, sir? Oh, well, good to be with you. Thanks for having me. Thank you. So, Russell, the humiliating thing, I mean, Mommy, is that my daddy, was like a low point that just reasserted itself when my daughter went through this extremely weird phase. But but the humiliating quote that you brought up from your friend, I expected that having a family would be humbling. I didn't expect that it would be humiliating. And what we all want is some way forward that's just not humiliating. Well, that's right. And uh, But if we think about it, I mean, we come into the world humiliated. We're, we're completely dependent upon, uh, upon our parents, and we go out of the world completely humiliated, yes. uh, dependent upon the people who are all around us. And, and God t- tells us there, there's some grace and glory in, in all of that. And I do think that one of the big problems we have, though, with feeling humiliated is the fact that so much of, of what we think about when we think about family right now is about sort of winning and displaying. And I, I was in a grocery store one time when my kids were very little, and they started to throw a temper tantrum. They were our oldest two. We adopted from a Russian orphanage. They hadn't been home long, and they were in those terrible twos and were throwing a, a temper tantrum. And I remembered that my first reaction was to sort of look around to see if I knew anyone uh, right. around. Who's seeing this? Yeah, and, and, and then I just sort of realized, wait a minute, this is really about me uh, right now. Uh, what is this telling me about my character, that that's the first thing that I'm trying to do is image control uh, as opposed to anything else? But I really think that that's, uh, that's at the heart of a lot of, uh, of what we go through in our families mm-hmm. is, you know, making, and especially at Christmas time. I mean, we're, uh, you know, people who take Christmas photos, as we did, uh, no one's going to send out a video of what that whole process looked like, you know, uh, of getting everybody to stand still and not to fight with one another. But that really is sort of what family life is like generally, yes. is making sure we keep that uh, keep that image under control. Especially with uh, the onset of social media, of Facebook and Instagram. Russell, uh, the, the storm-tossed family, how the cross reshapes the, the home. So how do you define the family? I mean, for a lot of people, how do you define the family in the shape of the cross? Well, I think part of that is to is to realize that when Jesus says, take up your cross and follow me, that that applies to our lives and families. And sometimes I think what happens is, especially for Christians, we assume, well, if I just do all the right things, uh, and if I just, uh, just follow Jesus, then my family is going to end up being... Uh, this really tranquil uh, sort of uh, sort of experience of everything that I've I've ever expected, but that's not what Jesus promises you. Uh, instead, he promises us that family is going to be an arena of spiritual warfare. So everybody listening to this right now is in a family crisis, regardless of whether you think you are or not. 
because your family is going to eventually get you to the point where you realize, I can't control this. I'm dealing with, with people. I'm dealing with love, and, and love brings with it some real vulnerability and some real risk. Mm-hmm. So for people who haven't yet met Jesus and they don't understand um, what happened at the cross or the significance of it, I think that the paradoxes of life can be overwhelming. You know, you, mm-hmm. you, you might have a new baby and then find out that, you know, your mom has cancer or you find out yeah. that your husband got a new job and then you end up in a car accident. I mean, it's, it's hard to get your head around. You know, just last week I was talking to John about something going on in my own family and I said, it's hard to believe how many ways your heart can break. And you can yeah, still go on right. breathing. I mean, it's like maybe that's the thing about growing up or that's the thing that some people learn through a sadness in their childhood. But it, it is hard to get your head around. Well, yeah. And not only in terms of the sort of those different experiences that you're putting back and back and forth with one another, but sometimes even in the same experience that that new mom who, who brings her baby home, she's elated. She's overjoyed. She never believed she could feel this much love. And she's scared to death. She doesn't know uh, what uh, if she knows what she's doing. She's really frightened of what's going to happen to this baby. The same experience brings with it both joy and a, a lot of uh, possibility of heartbrokenness. And you know, as Christians, we ought to be the ones who understand that because we have seen in the cross how something can be both beautiful and awful uh, all at all at the same time. Yes. And and that's what that's what really what happens in family. Yeah, Russell, talk about Psalm 22. Um, you do a really nice treatment of it. And by nice, I don't mean friendly. I mean, um, I think it's well done. Um, Jesus' words uh, from the cross, it was, it was a song. It was song lyrics that he was remembering. That's right. And we, we, so even people who sometimes aren't very familiar with, with much about the life of Jesus, they, they are familiar with the fact that he said from the cross, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? What some people don't understand is that's, that's the lyric. That's a lyric from a song. So in the same way that if someone just uh, said a lyric from a, a popular song right now, uh, most people, you wouldn't have to footnote it. People would, would get what you're talking about. And so Jesus there is referencing Psalm 22, which talks about uh, family, which talks about what it means to have learned to trust God when he was uh, at his nursing with his mother mm-hmm. uh, from, uh, from, a very, uh, from the, from the very uh, time of infancy. And, of course, that takes on special meaning when Jesus there at the cross is looking out at his mother. Uh, she, she's standing right there, and he, he, in his human nature, learned to trust God uh, as an infant with her. Well, that ought to really be meaningful to us right now at Christmas uh, time because... You think about what uh, Simeon said to Mary when she brought Jesus to the temple eight days after his birth. He looked at her and he said, a sword is going to pierce your own heart. And, of course, that's exactly what happened. She, she saw her son being crucified, uh, and she's the one that Scripture calls blessed. So you think about it, how can this woman be blessed uh, when she's, she's being humiliated in front of everyone around her, and she's... She, she has her heart being broken. Well, because God, God blesses us often through, uh, through suffering. And so sometimes I think when people they get around Christmas time and they start looking around and say, my family 
just hasn't uh, doesn't live up to my imaginary expectations that I have, or I've lived through some really really deep pain uh, and, and sometimes even trauma within a family. Uh, that doesn't mean that your life is ruined uh, at all. Russell Moore is with us. His brand new book, uh, which is named the book of the year, The Storm-Tossed Family, How the Cross Reshapes the Home. So, Russell, when you think about the family, of course, there's this idealized version of it. But to think about the nails of the cross, that does a lot of damage. There's a lot of horror with the nails Mm -hmm. in Jesus' flesh. How do those two metaphors coalesce of the beauty of the home and the horror of the cross? Well, because uh, one of the reasons that family is so hard is because family is so is so beautiful. Uh, if it if it weren't revealing something about God, uh, about the gospel at the very core of the universe, then it wouldn't be the kind of arena of spiritual warfare that it actually is. But that means that it is the the sort of arena where we can learn to do what Jesus taught us to do, which is to to empty ourselves, to pour ourselves out. Um, for someone else. Yes. And so we, we learn to do that when we start to count our spouses as more important than ourselves, or our children as more important uh, than ourselves, or our aging parents uh, as more important than ourselves. And it really becomes an opportunity to say, maybe God in this time is training me uh, for something glorious that's yet to come. Hmm. Russell, I want to go back to this idea that our families often today are for display um, and show. Yeah. And it reminds me of the one of the stories you told, I think it was early in your book, about a woman who came up to you after a prayer meeting. And, you know, you guys had just had the prayer meeting, but she went up to you to say, could you pray for my daughter? And she wasn't willing or didn't feel... I don't know. She didn't feel like it was okay for her to talk about her daughter during the prayer meeting. You remember that story? Yeah. She... Her daughter was an atheist, had gone off to college and announced that she was an atheist. And what struck me about this mom was the fact that she looked around uh, before she whispered to me uh, that, that this was happening. And I said, well, yeah, we can pray about that, but why are you whispering? And she said, well, I don't want other people to hear that our, our daughter's uh, an atheist. And it was really striking to me because I said, something's gone really wrong with the way that I'm leading this congregation if she feels like she has to protect herself uh, from, from the rest of the congregation. And I think one of the reasons that that happens is that sometimes when people have a, a child who uh, goes astray, or, or even parents who, who go astray, uh, sometimes the assumption is, well, what did you do? Right. Uh, you, you should have done this or that. Uh, but that's just not a biblical viewpoint. I mean, every family in the Bible has at least one prodigal, and that includes the family of God, which has a lot of them. Right. Right. So what about where we are now in the 21st century, Russell? I mean, when you say family to a group of people, everyone conjures their own image or idea of what a family is in their own lives. And of course, you know, the family, uh, you know, the nuclear family, our traditional American family of, you know, husband, wife, and several children, that is something that uh, has seemingly gone by the wayside. We think of now of single families or LGBTQ families or whatnot. I mean, everyone's storm-tossed, but the family definition has changed, especially where we live today. Yeah, I, I think uh, sometimes people assume, well, we're living in uh, especially challenging times uh, when it comes to the family, and I really don't think we are. Uh, I think that from Genesis 3 onward, the family is imperiled. It, 
it shows up in different ways in different uh, in different generations and different uh, different times in history but it's always uh, it's always challenged and so that's that's the reality that we're living in that's not really anything that ought to surprise us um, the church came to be in a culture that had some really really twisted views uh, of the family uh, from everything from uh, uh, polygamy and uh, and uh, the rape of slaves, uh, all the way over to the idea of husbands basically owning uh, their wives. And the gospel came in and said, no, there's a different way. There's another way. We're going to show you that other way, and then we're going to model it, and we're going to live it. And I think that's still mm-hmm. uh, the roadmap that we should follow. Yeah. Yeah. Russell, our time's almost up. Um, before I ask the last question, though, I just want to tell you how much I love this book. I mean, okay. I, we've we've seen a lot of family books yeah. over the years here and I, the the thing i love about this is that it's not a how to it's not easy answers it's not you know if you follow these you know top 10 prescriptions you're going to end up with a happy family it's just turning our hearts to god over and over and over again and believing like you write in here that that god's not going to make us holy through huge exercises of power but there's a hidden beauty of the cross that if we keep following it god's going to use our crazy families and us being crazy in them to make us into something amazing um for the life to come so let me ask you this um in closing you tell a story close to the end of your book about um you and your wife grieving over the loss of a loved one and one of your little boys coming up to you and trying to figure it out and wondering if maybe his stuffed what was it a penguin yeah was gonna... well it actually was a it was a little stuffed owl but he thought it was a penguin so he <laughs> named it penguin uh, so that was its name right, and you yeah, can't he, correct him he, you're not going to correct him at that point because no, just not no. at that age but he said um he said well i have penguin in heaven uh, and I remember thinking, well, I don't really want to further traumatize him. And so I just said, well, I mean, God will, uh, God knows what it takes to make you happy. And so if, if Pingui being with you will make you happy, then I'm sure Pingui will be there. And then the next thing I know, he had made a list of all of the toys that he wanted to take with him to heaven. <laughs> and that's when I realized I am a total failure at teaching and discipling my family. I'm teaching them to store up on earth uh, their treasures in heaven, and uh, I'm kind of reversing what Jesus taught us. Yeah, but that, Good job. It, but it's, it's hard that's just a, the reason I wanted to close with that is this the perfect example is we try to do the right thing and say the right thing. And oftentimes our offerings a mess. are just a mess. Yeah. Oh, sure. Yeah. And you're going to do that no matter what it is. So what I would say is don't um, don't strive for perfection. Uh, strive to be the kind of person within a family who knows how to repent. Very nice. And who knows how That's to ask really for good. forgiveness Excellent. and to seek to, to sacrifice yourself. Dr. Moore, thanks an awful lot. We really enjoyed the conversation. It's such a terrific book. The book is called The Storm-Tossed Family, How the Cross Reshapes the Home by Russell Moore, voted by Christianity Today, 2018 Book of the Year. Like most men, I thought once we were married, I'd be singing Anywhere you want This year, give the gift of laughter. People laugh at him and it encourages him. I'm laughing at it. 
It's another Ultimate Date Night with Jay and Laura LaVoon, presented by Word FM. I haven't laughed so hard in quite a while. It was very funny. Friday, February 1st at Christ Church at Grove Farm. Dancing cheek to cheek was wonderful. Tickets just $48 a pair. Special VIP package also available. Reserve now at wordfm.com slash date night. If you could do something to protect your family with just 10 minutes effort, would you bother? If something should ever happen to you, that 10-minute effort could mean the difference between hardship and financial security for your loved ones. Life insurance is something most people don't like to think about. Too many people do nothing until it's too late. The reason? People expect it'll be a big hassle. Ethos changes all that. Ethos is modern life insurance for people who don't have the time for fine print, extra doctor's appointments, or hidden fees. Ethos is affordable. It only takes about 10 minutes to apply online. And you'll be taking the first step in ensuring your family has the help they need to maintain the life you're building for them, even if the unexpected happens. Ethos brings you choices that don't require an in-person meeting with an agent. And in most cases, there's no need for a doctor's appointment. Ethos, life insurance for the 21st century. Apply online in just 10 minutes. Get a free quote now at getethos.com. That's getethos.com. Getethos.com. Give your praise team a rich professional sound. Hear every word of the pastor's sermon in crystal clear audio. Communicate through sharp, vibrant HD video. Kinetics AV has designed some of the largest sound systems in the country. They also design audio-visual solutions for the most basic needs of the smallest rural church. From full system installation to repairs, consulting, and on-site training, this is how Kinetics is moving sound forward at KineticsAV.com. At Extreme Car and Truck in Bridgeville, find extreme gift ideas for everyone on your list. From manual favorites like remote starters to truck accessories, lift kits, weather tech floor liners, tonneau covers, electronics, wheels and accessories, and more. Heard of Drone Mobile? Use your smartphone to control, secure, and even track your vehicle from anywhere in the world. Don't know what to get? Get a gift card. For an extreme selection of the year's most extreme gifts, visit Extreme Car and Truck in Bridgeville at ExtremeTruck.net. A disaster-ravaged town is rebuilt, one brick at a time. A youth's self-esteem is rebuilt one triumph at a time. That was great, Jimmy. A substance abuser is restored to sobriety one day at a time. And this holiday season, you can make it all happen because the Salvation Army's Red Kettle works one donation at a time. So give to the Salvation Army. Change comes from within. The Forever Mark Diamond Tribute Collection for your courage passion, determination, or your tenderness, spirit, and the way you love. For all that you are, the Forevermark Tribute Collection, a diamond for each of your qualities. Forevermark, beautiful, rare, responsibly sourced. Explore the Forevermark Tribute Collection at Trinity Jewelers Mount Nebo Road. Visit trinityjewelers.com. So Pittsburgh has made a, another positive list. Really, like again. the livable city list and the best restaurant list. Exactly. This time we have been ranked among the most caring cities. Caring cities? In America. Oh, you guys. Yeah. I love you guys. Oh, you yeah. Pittsburghers care. It's not just a slogan like stronger than hate. It's a community thing. There's something about being a um, Pittsburgher, even for a short time, that you, you know, you're a Pittsburgher for life. However, um, this is um, produced uh, by Wallet Hub. Wallet Hub mm-hmm. looked at the country's 100 largest cities, compared their level of caring 
through volunteerism. I was going to say, how is that measured exactly? Through volunteerism. Okay. Chair, I was laughing because you were yawning. No, no, but it had nothing to do with what you were saying. Okay. Through volunteerism, charity donations, cash, clothing online, sheltered homeless persons, pet shelters, and 30 other specific categories. Wow, 30 other. Yes. Now, so the top 10, now this is kind of, I would say it's a dubious list only because of a ranking of a city. So uh, I'll go up from uh, 10 forward. Okay. Okay. The uh, 10th most caring city in the country is San Jose, California. Okay. Never been there. Uh, I'd like to go to San Jose. I would, of course. Do you know? Right. (laughs) I do know the way. Right. Uh, Virginia Beach, Virginia. What does that make you think of? Do you remember um, waiting? Have you seen Waiting for Guffman? (laughs) Oh, yes. That's their audition. (laughs) (laughs) I believe it's their audition. Funny movie. Yeah. Uh, Virginia Beach, Virginia is number nine. St. Paul, Minnesota, number eight. Okay. The city of Boston, number seven. Fremont, California, number six. It's a it's an agricultural hub, as I know. Yeah. Jersey City, New Jersey, number five. What? Pittsburgh at number four. Oh, we're in the, even in the top five. Yeah. Lincoln, Nebraska, number three. All right. This is the dubious claim. New York, New York, number two. Okay, you lived there for a long time. Do you would. <laughs> Is this the appropriate time to ask you to comment? I would not consider, although, you know, look, I mean, if there, the, the criteria is charity donations. Volunteerism, charity donations, shelters for people and animals, and right. 30 other things that are not specified. My guess is it was overshadowed deeply by charity donations, okay. right? However, as far as being a hotbed of caring, New York, New York, so nice they named it twice. I would not necessarily say yes to that. All right. The number one, however, most caring city in this country is Madison, Wisconsin. Really? Yes. They're very cold there. Perhaps cold. they're just suffering so deeply they're trying to reach out. Well, perhaps they're sharing their cheese, right? I like the some Wisconsin. Cheese. Me too. Of course the, I do. Yeah. The cheddar uh, was Madison. No, um, you know, uh, that's another subject for another day. Uh, um, anyway. Oh, I got excited that we were going to transverse. Into well, something only else. because Laverne and Shirley. Oh, was, because Penny Marshall died today. Right, she did. Yes, at and the that age was not, of seventy-five. Five. Yes, that was not Madison, Wisconsin. No, but, that was Milwaukee. Yes, Shlemiel Shlemazel. Wasn't that a great show? That was a great. Have you ever seen that show, Mike Laverne and Shirley? Oh yeah. Lenny and Squiggy. Now, I wonder, does that, would that hold up? Like, would that still be funny, Probably I wonder? Probably not. I don't, I don't think so. I mean, it, look at Happy Days. Would Happy Days hold up? No. I don't think so. No. So, I feel like Laverne and Shirley might hold up a little better than Happy really? Days, but maybe not. Do you think Joni and Chachi would hold up? <laughs> well, I mean, love is love. I don't think it would. I did love Laverne and Shirley oh, a lot. Oh, yeah, that was funny. I thought that was, Matt, what was uh, Shirley's boyfriend? songs yes. like this for TV shows? For all the theme now songs. Now there's like a sound. I know. You know, it's right. like, I mean, it's all there is. It's just right. a set. I think I would put this in my top 10 favorite TV shows ever. Really? Would you? I really I, loved it. I wouldn't do that. I mean, I wouldn't go that far. I mean, Penny Marshall is essentially Hollywood real royalty. Is she? I mean, oh. she was married to Rob Reiner, right? Yeah. But look at her husband. I mean, her brother, Gary Marshall. Gary Marshall's a giant in I Hollywood. forgot that that was her brother. Oh, yeah, it is. Huh. 
And she passed away from diabetes. Is yes. That correct? Yes. I'm so sorry to hear that. Yes. I mean, you know, I mean, the, the, the obituary, the online obituaries, and this is said she died peacefully. But you know, I have a hard time believing if you're dying of diabetes or if you're dying of anything, yeah. you're dying yeah. peacefully. Right, but God bless Penny Marshall. Yeah, she yeah. made us laugh a lot. She was Who? one of those rare, you know, that was that 70s rise of this strong, independent woman. Yes, right. Right. The Mary, that song sounds a little bit like the Mary Tyler Moore theme song. Yeah, it does. You're going to make, right? Yeah, right, it's, you're going to make it. Same okay, sort of Carmine, whose boyfriend was Carmine? Carmine. Was, that, was that? Lenny? No, no, Carmine Ragusa. That was. Oh, uh, oh, oh, right. Was that her boyfriend? I don't know. Mike, you know anything about know. that? Was that her boyfriend or that was Shirley's nah. boyfriend? Yeah. Who was Shirley? Cindy? Cindy. I, I should know, but I'm sorry I don't. Marshall and Cindy something. Remember Boo Boo Kitty? No, I don't. See, I didn't hardly watch the show. Oh, Boo Boo Kitty. I was Boo-Boo out of the Kitty, house. That every time she had her heart broken, she would go up to, it was a stuffed cat. Really? Boo Boo Kitty and she cried to the cat. That, that was, I was <laughs> gone by then. Really? <laughs> In what way? Well, I was not a regular TV. <laughs> I was not a regular TV viewer. Oh, then. You know what I mean? All right, well, like you know, you know, like on a Saturday. Lot of things I was contemplating. Yeah. No, you're gone. If you're gone from your parents' domain, you know, domicile, you're, you're gone. I mean, so I wasn't, you know, tuning in or whatever night that was to watch Laverne and Shirley. That or, was Tuesday night. Was it at eight really? thirty? I missed all that. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Tuesday at eight was Happy Days. Huh. And See? Tuesday at eight thirty was Laverne and Shirley. Yeah, I missed, mm-hmm. I missed the well, Fonz. The Fonz has still survived, hasn't he? Oh, he's oh, yeah. had a great career. Henry Winkler, yes, what he has. What a great career. I mean, I was just watching an episode of Parks and Rec. You know how he, oh, he, my gosh. he plays the obstetrician? Yeah, he's very funny. He is so hilarious. And how about him in uh, Arrested Development? Yeah, he's Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Oh, he, yeah, he's really had a wonderful career. Yes. So, so Laverne and Shirley. So God bless Penny Marshall. Very much so. Hey, um, how about this? This is uh, out of Nashville, Tennessee. Uh, this is a um, an article about... Um, People who are not believers in any faith whatsoever, uh, there's now a thing called, um, what, secular group that celebrates a faith-free Christmas. That sounds joyful. Yes. Uh, In the chapel of a congregation of about 80 people gathered while the band launched into a holiday classic, You're a Mean One, Mr. Grinch, they followed up with a cover of White Wine in the Sun. Do you know that song? No. And uh, a woman named, or a guy named Adam Newton says, I really like Christmas. It's sentimental, I know, but I just really like it. And I'm your host for the Sunday evening service. I'm hardly religious. I'd rather break bread with Dawkins than Desmond Tutu, to be honest. Welcome to Heathen Holidays, a Christmas celebration for the non-religious hosted by the local chapter of the Sunday Assembly. It's a way to celebrate the joy of the Christmas season without the discomfort of paying homage mm-hmm. to any particular savior. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Many of the people attending the service were in the holiday spirit, decked out in tacky Christmas sweaters. One person was wearing a red blazer and a red and green Christmas hat to match. The service began with a sing-along version of A Hazy Shade of Winter. Oh, I love that one. By Simon and Garfunkel. Mm, you know, I love Simon and Garfunkel. Mm-hmm. I'm such a huge fan. Patrick Horst, who regularly attends the monthly, oh, just monthly, the monthly Sunday Assembly Nashville uh, he serves on the board, says that uh, that he has been missing Christmas once he left the Christian church, mm-hmm. especially at the holidays. For a lot of people, religion or faith is for a sense of community. Well, there's a part of that for sure. Yeah. For being around people who are like-minded. And uh, this church provides a sense of community and a space to think about what makes for better living. 
Mm-hmm. So better living is the reason to, to gather in community. Mm-hmm. Listen, when I believe it was Simeon when he uh, saw the baby Jesus the first time in the temple, and he was talking to Mary, and he said about Jesus, he will be a sign that will be spoken against. That's mm-hmm. what it is. There it is. A, a 2017 survey by the Pew Research Center found that just over half of Americans, 55% celebrate Christmas as a religious holiday, down from 59% in 2013. 33% of Americans celebrate Christmas as a cultural holiday. Mm-hmm. 9% celebrate it as both religious and cultural. Well, that seems weird. 8% skip Christmas altogether. That'd be hard to skip Christmas, wouldn't it? Well, in this... With what happens everywhere here, it's almost impossible to skip it. Yeah. Believe me, I've tried. <laughs> Have you ever – so we were talking to somebody yesterday, and she was talking about, you know, if you're having a difficult time with Christmas this year, it's okay to do different oh, yeah. Christ- okay to Christmas not, different. Right, right. So what would that be like? I mean, I kind of wonder about that, you know, someday um, – what, you know, that you didn't, you weren't with family and mm-hmm. it was just maybe you and a friend or you, a lot of people, I'm sure, alone on Christmas Day. Right. That's that's a heartbreaker. It is, but I get frustrated that we make it, we have created this holiday that if your life isn't perfect, then no, you, I don't sh- buy you should that. be in despair. Do you buy that? I don't buy that. Oh, but I think well, a lot of people what? buy that. Really? Whose life is perfect? No, but, I, I, mean, we're not, but I, I think that that's the story we tend to tell each other. Mike's raising his hand. Yeah, right. Yeah. I think it's the story we tend to tell is that, you know, if that you we, that you should be happy on this day. That's the story we're telling is we, that it's Christmas. You're supposed to be happy. We just talked to Russell Moore about the storm-tossed family. I mean, I mean, he himself, you know, we're all a mess. But what, particularly on Christmas, you should be happy? I mean, don't you think people think that? I, I don't know. I don't see why you would. Why I think would, most people think that. I think most people think it's Christmas. I ought to be happy. And then when you're not happy, you feel like there's something wrong with you and wrong with your life. Hmm. I, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't think that. Cause many well, good, because you're certainly right. Well, I mean, many I mean, times those of, us, those of us who buy into the other are just going to be perpetually disappointed. I mean, do you always wake up on Christmas morning happy? Always? No, but I think a lot of people think they should wake up on Christmas happy. And when they don't, they feel even worse. I mean, I, I would buy into the idea of that, you know, this is what I used to buy into when my kids, that I have to give my kids like a really magical, like fabulous Christmas. I mean, this one, <laughs> this one Christmas, our kids were little and, and I had like everything all set up. The kids were in bed, you know, they were little, they were like, you know, two and four or something like that. And I looked at all the stuff and I was like, that's not enough. I, this is not right. I, I Somehow I've shortchanged my, ch- you know what I did? I got in my car and I drove to Walmart. And I was like in Walmart like at 11 o'clock at night on Christmas Eve. I was out of my mind. I mean, I was like out of my mind. I, my wife was like, do not leave. Please don't go. I'm what like, are you doing? No, no, I have to go. Something's not right here. And I like was running down the hall at like the aisles of Walmart. I felt bad for the people who were working there, you know, 11 o'clock on Christmas Eve. I, that's, I think, my malady that yeah. I think, you know, yeah. the family somehow has to be perfect. Mm-hmm. And I've got to be as the head of the family. I've got to make this thing right. And so I, you know. Right rose to that challenge. I don't know what I bought, some Furby or some piece of plastic, and somehow I was satisfied that I was doing my best. It's crazy. Anyway. All right. Vernon Shirley. Take a break. Come back. Uh, we got a lot more ahead. So stick around, won't you please? The average 
average person considers estate planning just for the wealthy. Attorney Michelle Conti, host of Conti's Law on estate planning for the everyday person. There's a lot that goes into it. People take more time picking out what car they're going to buy, where they're going to go to dinner, as opposed to what happens to my children. The state will dictate who gets what if you don't indicate who is to receive your stuff upon your passing. We want to make sure we plan appropriately so that they get the best of both worlds. They continue to receive the benefit and they get the inheritance. The other thing you have to think about is tax planning. We try to be proactive in the approach that we minimize any type of tax consequence when somebody dies, depending on the value of the estate. These taxes range anywhere from 45 to 40%. So we try to make sure that the beneficiary will receive as much as they legally are able to. Hear more on Conti's Law, Saturday morning at 9 on WORD. For immediate help, visit ContiLawPGH.com. It's the most wonderful time of the year. And with my pillow, you can enjoy the most wonderful sleep of your life. Hey, this is John Hall, and I've been enjoying a great night's sleep for years thanks to my pillow. And believe it or not, it's still in as good a shape as it was when I took it out of the box. That's because Mike Lindell, creator of my pillow, made it machine washable and dryable, and his patented interlocking fill guarantees it will never lose its shape. If you've never tried my pillow, now's the perfect time with Mike's holiday four pack special. Just call 1 800 961 9207. Mention promo code WORD and get two my pillows plus two go anywhere pillows for one low price. Exclusive for this offer, you'll get free holiday shipping, and they're even extending their money back guarantee on the four pack through March 1st of 2019. Plus, it comes with a 10 year warranty. Mention promo code WORD when you call 1-800-961-9207 or enter it when you visit MyPillow.com today. How do you celebrate faith, family, and fun? How about on eight wheels? Don't miss the first Word FM skate night of the new year at Neville Rollerdrome, Monday, January 7th. Kenny Woods has the audience going in circles every first Monday of the month playing your favorite CCM hits with prizes and giveaways 6.30 to 9 p.m. You could even win a free skate night for your family. Admission is $7. Skate rental just 3 more details at SkateNRD.com. Word FM Skate Nights at Neville Rollerdrome at SkateNRD.com. Hey, just ask your delivery guy. Or the guy who built your delivery guy's house. Or the guy who laid the highway for the guy who built your delivery guy's house. Ford commercial vehicles can handle the job. During commercial vehicle season, save on transit. Transit Connect, E-Series, Super Duty, and Medium Duty trucks. Ford trucks and vans. Year after year, America's best-selling line of commercial vehicles because they're built Ford Tough. Claim based on IHS market calendar year 1985 through 2017. U.S. TIP registrations excluding registrations to individuals. See your dealer for details. For all the many years that we've been doing the ride home with John and Kathy, both Kath and I really appreciate all the advertisers who've been with us. Grove City College is our newest advertiser, and we are so happy that Grove City is with us. Both of our children attend Grove City, so we, as proud parents of children who attend Grove City College, we say thank you to Grove City College. We'll see clear skies across the area tonight, the low 24, tomorrow mostly sunny with a milder afternoon, high 45, increasing clouds for tomorrow night, low 33, then for Thursday, mostly cloudy but mild, some rain will be developing late in the day or during the evening hours, the high for Thursday, right around 50 degrees. A Mackie Weather Meteorologist Danielle Niddle on 101.5 Word FM. This is appropriate music. That is so cheesy. This is like... (laughs) 
This is the smooth jazz Christmas oh, that's, <laughs> that's lame. That's really, that's the worst. That's really lame. I love it. Oh, Mike. I hate fake drums. <laughs> that's a strong opinion. Jonathan Robinson yep. thought his text exchanges with an attractive woman he met on a dating app were going so well he asked her out. Oh, he was delighted when she said yes. Mm-hmm. But then she asked about his past relationships. After he said he was divorced, she peppered him with questions. When was the breakup? Was he really over his ex? Did he feel emotionally available? Mr. Robinson froze. Well, that's a fair question. Then he placed an emergency phone call. To his dating coach. Oh, my goodness gracious. I said that my date was about to fall apart, says the 36-year-old computer systems analyst who lives in Allentown, PA. I need help. My dating coach? This is from an article by Elizabeth Bernstein in the Wall Street Journal. Can a dating coach help you find your soulmate? John, would you like to know the difference between a dating coach and a therapist? (laughs) Well, a therapist is much more valuable. Okay, well, a therapist looks... And tends to focus oftentimes on the past Mm -hmm. to help people understand what's happening in the present. Okay. They often work with their clients for years. Sure. A dating coach is not that. Okay. They focus on the present, helping people modify the behaviors and beliefs that prevent them from finding a romantic partner. They work with clients for short periods just to help them in this one specific area. When you put it like that, it, it doesn't sound so crazy. Apparently, the industry in this, John, runs the gamut from licensed therapists or social workers on one time on one side who've transitioned into this area of like kind of like dating coaching, date coaching. Yeah. Right. OK. Other than like crazy people who are just trying to make a buck. <laughs> OK. They, this this guy in the Wall Street Journal says that uh, the world of dating coaching is like the Wild West. I bet. So what are you certified? Or you There's no to, certification. Of course not. No. You know, you know, it'd be good at your mom. Everyone's mom would be a good dating coach. It's a good point. Well, not everyone's mom, but the a lot day, of moms. The day my mother met my husband, yeah. we were not dating at the time. We were just friends. She turned to me, not in front of him, but she turned to me and said, if you don't marry him, it'll be the worst decision of your life. Oh, my goodness. That's what she told I said, mom. Mom certified. We're not even dating. She was right. And it came through. Very good. Dating coaches, back to the Wall Street Journal, are more objective than your friends mm-hmm. or your family members. They can more easily spot the patterns you fall into that keep you from finding the right partner. Quote, friends are going to see the best in you even when things aren't going well, says Thomas Edwards, founder of the Professional Wingman, a dating coach agency in L.A. I, he says, am not your friend. I am here to tell you the things you need to understand to get the relationship you want hmm. okay. what do you think do you think there's uh, yeah. some at first i thought it was wacky now it just sounds like someone hopefully that has wisdom and some common sense to able to help you navigate through all the insanity of what it is today look I, I you and i thank goodness and new mike we have we have a, aged out thankfully over these dating apps i can't imagine that would be rough what it would be yes, like to I be agree. single in today's world mike I where can't. did you where did you meet mrs new mike um i met i met her at point state park from uh from a mutual just roaming friend. around no a mutual <laughs> friend uh uh introduced me to her and they were they were talking and i kind of and once she met me she was like all right <laughs> she's like all right she's like all right i'm well, ditching this what was guy that? yeah she was like all right yeah all i met right. this guy i met mike and this guy's out of the picture. I'm gone. Okay. Fine. Yeah. All right. It's all right, though, because I ended up DJing his wedding, the other guy's wedding. <laughs> okay. No hard feelings. No hard feelings. All right. Very that's nice. good. Very nice. John, where did you meet your wife? 
I met my wife through friends on Thanksgiving Day uh, at a little um, house outside of New York City. Hmm. You? And did you met your you met your husband at church? Uh, I was playing the prostitute in the church play. Nice. Very nice. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. somebody has to. Yeah, yeah. All right. So back to Mr. Robinson, who started out this uh, story in the beginning of the Wall Street Journal article uh-huh. um, when he called his coach in the panic. You remember that story? Yeah, he didn't yeah, know yeah. what to say. What, right, right, right. What happened? So the coach explained that the woman was just trying to make sure he was disconnected emotionally from his ex-wife. Yeah. And so Mr. Robinson followed her advice and explained to his potential date that he was single and emotionally available. Mm-hmm. The woman agreed to a date. It was fun. He asked her out again, but ultimately decided that they didn't share the same values. She used a lot of profanity, oh. he said, and moved on. Now, he's still single, but he says his experience with a dating coach was worth it. It gave him confidence to go out more often and try to speed date and even try a matchmaker. Really? He's had some nice dates, made a number of good friends in the process, and he's hopeful he's closer to finding a partner. I wonder what a dating coach runs. Any idea? There's, no, there's no nothing in this article about how much it costs. I, I wondered the same thing. I would charge. That was my last occupation. That was my well, previous occupation. As a, a dating, dating coach. coach. I charge 15 an hour. 15 an hour? That's yeah. cheap. I that was thinking like 125 an hour. No. That's what I do. Okay. following is a true story. My name is David Bryant. When I was 37, my wife and I decided to get term life insurance through SelectQuote. Just three years later, I was diagnosed with ALS, also known as Lou Gehrig's disease. Because of life insurance, the people I love most in this world will be protected no matter what happens to me. I know that the dreams I have for my family can still come true. Financial security, to stay in the home we became a family in, and for our children to be able to go to college. I reached out to SelectQuote because I wanted to share my story. If just one person purchases life insurance, I know I will have made a difference. SelectQuote can find a 37-year-old male a $500,000 policy for under a dollar a day. If there are people you care about, you need life insurance. It may be the single most important financial decision of your life. Don't put off protecting your family. Get your free quote now. Call 800 That's 800-671-7070. 800-671-7070. Or go to selectquote.com. This is a paid endorsement. Get full details on the example policy at selectquote.com slash commercials. Not available in all states. Hello, friends. The staff and pastors of Christ Church at Grove Farm are so excited for Advent and the Christmas story this year. But the story and our joy just won't be complete without you. So it is my pleasure to invite you to join us on December 24th when we will be celebrating the birth of our Lord Jesus with carols and candles at 4, 6, and 8 p.m. To get all the details on how you can join us in one of our services or online, including times and directions, please visit us at ccgf.org. On behalf of all of us here at Christ Church at Grove Farm, I pray you have a very Merry Christmas. Castle Toys and Games in Beaver, Wexford, and Oakmont wishes you a warm and merry Christmas filled with imagination and delight that lasts long after the presents are opened. And may your new year be blessed with more time to play and laugh together with games and toys that bring everyone in your whole family around the table. Warmest wishes to you and yours from Castle Toys and Games, your local independent toy store serving area families since 2005. In Beaver, Wexford, and Oakmont at castletoysandgames.com. In your past, most families had a local jeweler they could go to with confidence and trust. In these changing times, one store has managed to stay the same. LS Jewelers has been family owned and operated for over 65 years. LS Jewelers in Robinson Town Center is a full service jewelry store. We have the largest selection of laboratory certified diamonds and engagement rings with both the finest quality and the best price. We also do custom design work as well as in-house repair. Don't trust your diamond purchase with just anyone. Come to LS Jewelers for the best price, service, quality, and selection. 
Okay, so we're talking about dating coaches and the the feasibility, mm-hmm. the, the wisdom of having a dating coach. Uh, it's been a long time, of course, since any of us have been single. Mm-hmm. But do you remember back? Oh yeah, a particularly heinous oh, yeah. date that you? Oh, oh yeah, you've had you don't even have to finish the sentence. Really? It was it was it was so terrible. Uh, I went out with a guy who uh, was involved in like a humanitarian work overseas. Mm-hmm. Okay, he was he was based in Pittsburgh, but he was um, moving to Nigeria to to do this sort of thing. Oh yeah, and um, he asked me out on a date, and we went and um, we went to dinner first, and then we went to see Dances with Wolves. You remember that? Oh yeah, Kevin mm-hmm. Costner. Kevin Costner. Sure, sure. That's an endless movie. It goes <laughs> on and on and on, as did this date. <laughs> anyway, uh, we were sitting in the movie theater. And, you know, there's that moment where they're showing the trailers and, you know, you're just sitting there watching oh, the trailers. Yeah, sure. And I pulled up my Blistex. Now, those of you who know me know that mm. I, you know, I'm very committed to that. More more than committed. Very committed. Extremely committed. Yeah. So I pulled it out and I, I was applying it um, as any, you know, reasonable person would. And he said, you really attached to that stuff. And I said, yeah, I like it. And he said, you know, they're not going to have that in Nigeria. What's that? This is like a date, and all of a sudden, you're like getting married and moving to a foreign country. Exactly. Oh, my gosh. And just as soon as he said they're not going to have that in Nigeria, the lights went down and the movie was started. Oh, my gosh. And it was like... There's something to chew on. So instead of you know spending three hours watching the movie, I was spending three hours going, you really think after spending the last like 120 minutes with you, I'm going to marry you and move to Nigeria without my Blistex? How'd that turn out? You're not in Nigeria. (laughs) No, and I still have my Blistex. Very nice. Okay, uh, clearly that guy needed a date coach. Did he not? Yes. Mm-hmm. All right. Dating catastrophes. 96 elephants are killed every day in Africa for their ivory. That's 35,000 a year. With your support, more poachers can be caught. With your voice, we can inspire more countries to ban ivory sales and reduce demand. Go to 96elephants.org and join more than a million people dedicated to saving Africa's elephants. Protect their home. Take action at 96elephants.org. Give your praise team a rich professional sound. Hear every word of the pastor's sermon in crystal clear audio. Communicate through sharp, vibrant HD video. Kinetics AV has designed some of the largest sound systems in the country. They also design audio-visual solutions for the most basic needs of the smallest rural church. From full system installation to repairs, consulting, and on-site training, this is how Kinetics is moving sound forward at KineticsAV.com. They say a picture is worth a thousand words, but there are some pictures that can just stop you in your tracks. Such is the work of photographer Howard J. Blickfeld. If you've walked through the gallery of Mount Lebanon, you've seen them. They're on display now through December 27th. Breathtaking landscapes of North America's national parks to powerful images of Pittsburgh's bridges and famous landmarks. Show-stopping pieces that not only capture our attention, but adorn the homes of notable preachers such as Franklin Graham, Rick Warren, and John MacArthur. At hjbpix.com, you can also see a special line of inspirationals that combine God's Word with God's World, with Scripture-based messages featured right in the matting. Perfect for the Word FM listener looking for a special gift at an exclusive discount price just for mentioning this station. Howard Blickfelt of Blickfelt Photography. On display now at the Gallery of Mount Lebanon. 
Order direct at hjbpix.com. Got issues with youth or high school sports? Positive Coaching Alliance can help. PCA, a national nonprofit, offers more than a 1,000 free online resources for youth and high school sports coaches, parents, students, and administrators. Visit PCADevZone.org. All right. I got nothing as far as the dating stories. Oh, you don't have any No, no I really don't. No. I, yeah. I, my, my, I've only dated in my, my dating career. I only dated actors. actors. Really? Yeah. In your whole life? Uh-huh. You only dated actors? Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, you were an actor, so I mean, those were people that were in your world. But yep. still, that was it. I'm surprised you yep. didn't date an athlete one time Never. or nope. break out in a sh- you know date a chef. And it wasn't intentional. It's just you know you're in a show and you know you're single. Well, you know, you know, I'm dating I'm dating this woman. Uh, yeah, I mean, I married a woman who's an actor. Did you ever date anyone who ended up to be gay? <laughs> <laughs> no, I did. What I did. Okay, that happens, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Surprise, surprise. Yeah, it was a surprise. Yeah. No, it never, never happened to me. Okay. I'm sorry for laughing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no. Look, it's the way it is. No, it's just, you know, you, know, you never know, right, until we get well, to know so the Well, so I'm the only one who had, like, atrocious dating stories. I mean, I've, you know. I, Did you ever date anyone who said that they got 600 on their SATs? <laughs> oh, my gosh. What? Could the guy tie his shoes? I did. What? I did. 600. Mm-hmm. That's rough. I said, you don't mean combined. And he said yes. Mm-hmm. He was proud of that. This no. was like he brought this up. Why? Because he couldn't figure out the tip. I'm not sure why it came up, but that was unfortunate. This guy's not a rocket scientist, or is he? I don't know what happened to him. Brain surgeon. Yeah. What we're not, happened? We're not Facebook friends. Oh, you're not. Mm-mm. Do you do you go and look? You ever go look at like you know the people you dated? Look at their Facebook page. Like, do you do that? No, you I do, have not. Have do you do yeah. that? Uh, <gasps> you've done that. He has done that. I've done Mike, it too. Mike, you've oh, done yeah. that. I'm guilty as charged. Yeah. What? I want to. Oh, yeah. Now I feel like I want to do it. Well, why not? Why wouldn't you do that? I mean, people like you spend <gasps> time with. You want to know what's going on in their you lives? Want to compare? You're like, ah, oh, I want to see what they're doing. I'm much better off. Oh, yeah. what happened? Oh, geez, Louise. Oh, I, I lucked really? out. Really? Oh, yeah. Heck yeah. yeah. That's a common thing. You don't do that. I don't do that. Oh, I've done that. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying, it makes you feel good about yourself. It does. Right. What if it made you feel worse about yourself? Well, then that's your problem. Okay. You need to reevaluate your life? <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know. Yeah. It's, it's over now. It's, it's done. It's a done deal. No, I think it's a good thing. It's healthy. Did you ever go on a date with someone who'd been drinking too much? No. Before what? the date started? What? what people are you hanging out with? <laughs> I did. We, really? Someone who wants to marry you on the first date you went out with. Someone who right. had some low SAT scores and someone mm-hmm. who was drunk, who showed up drunk. Someone who ended up to be gay. Man, that's a rough dating. I mean, that's history. just off the top of my head. I mean, there's Believe still it. time. I'm really? sure I could come up with. I mean, my dating career, dating actors, I was way ahead of the game. My first date, uh, the the guy was driving his dad's Oldsmobile and was so nervous about picking me up that he drove into my parents' yard. <laughs> <laughs> How'd that go over with mm-hmm. your dad? He, it, my dad handled it okay. Did he really? Yeah, I think he felt badly for the kid. No kid. Who he, the kid was just the really. Heck? He ended up to be a pastor. Yeah, that kid. He did. Okay, yeah. good. All right. mm-hmm. We'll go on his Facebook page and check him out. I mean, I know him. We're still friends. Oh, you are. Well, let's yeah. go on it anyway. The other guy, yeah. I mean, I, do you want me to keep going? I mean, how much no, more no, time no, no, do we have? Fine. I mean, no, there's yeah. a lot. That poor, whenever your husband came along, weren't you happy? Oh, my gosh. Holy you have, smokes. Imagine how happy my parents were. Yes. After Look, what I've just told you there's about. There's this guy. <laughs> Come on in. Sit down, sir. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. All right. Bad dating stories from Kathy Emmons. Listen, always a great pleasure to be with you. Yeah. It's yeah. fun. It is fun. And, uh, Find us on our website, com. 
We're also podcast on iTunes, so look for us there. Oh, we forgot all about that. The Ride Home with John and Kathy, a production of Word FM and Salem Communications.